Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hello and welcome to this Discipleship Podcast. This podcast is part of our DNA series and falls under our value, Share Our Hope. And today we are going to be looking at sharing the gospel. Now, most of us don't feel very confident or perhaps even very excited when it comes to sharing the gospel. If an opportunity to talk about Jesus does come up in conversation with someone who isn't a Christian, we begin to feel a panic rising up inside. We suddenly seem to forget how to speak, and more often than not, the person that we're talking to seems to just look strangely at us, as though we've just said that we like eating toilet paper. Usually, we're very relieved when that kind of conversation is over. In fact, if we're honest, we'd be very happy if the conversation never even happened, We certainly don't actively go looking to getting into conversations with people about Jesus. We'd much rather leave that to the very excited Christians or the extroverted people. Yet one writer says the gospel saves us from sin, for God, into church and onto Jesus's mission. Now, we readily embrace those first three aspects. But if we're honest, we tend to overlook or even forget the fourth. And yet joining Jesus in his mission to make disciples is not a peripheral part of Christianity for a few really keen people. It should be a central part for all who profess faith in him. In other words, sharing the gospel is for you and it's for me. We see this call clearly at the beginning of the book of Acts, where in Acts 1.8, Jesus says to his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And we read that and we go, great. That sounds good. I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. But then Jesus goes on to say, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses. Do you see that both of those things go together? The point being that one of the primary purposes of Jesus giving the Holy Spirit to believers is to empower them to witness. The promise and commission that Jesus gives the disciples in Acts 1.8 is not just for them, but for us today as well. And so the question then is not, do I witness? If you're a Christian, you are a witness to the resurrection of Jesus. The question then is, how faithful a witness am I? And so it's with this challenging question ringing in our ears that we turn to our scripture for today. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 to 15. Let's read it together. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. 
we're going to be thinking about two very simple questions in this podcast. Number one, what does it mean to share the gospel? And number two, how do we grow in sharing the gospel? So let's think about the first of those questions. What does it mean to share the gospel? Walking backwards through our Romans passage, we see different steps required for a person to get saved. So verse 15 says, how are they to preach unless they are sent? So in order for someone to preach, they have to be sent. And we may breathe a sigh of relief at this point and think, oh, well, that's not me. I'm not a missionary. I've not been sent anywhere, so I don't need to preach the gospel. Except that as we've just seen in Acts chapter 1-8, and as we see in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission, actually you have been sent by Jesus to bear witness and make disciples. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, Paul describes the church as ambassadors for Christ. Now, an ambassador is someone who is sent to a foreign country to represent their government there. That's what the church is for Christ. We are Jesus' sent representatives. So sharing the gospel starts with being sent, which you are. You are a sent one. Secondly, we read in verse 14, how are they to hear without someone preaching? So the second step in a person being saved is having the gospel preached to them. And again, we may say, well, that's not me. I'm not a preacher. But preaching here isn't about standing on a stage and speaking to hundreds of people. It's about heralding the good news. That's what the word preaching means, to, to herald. It links again with that picture of being an ambassador. An ambassador represents their government's position. They deliver their government's message on their behalf. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says that we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal through us. The primary way that God has ordained to tell the world about the good news of eternal life that can be found in Jesus Christ is through the preaching, the proclamation of the church. And yes, we can witness through godly presence. Yes, we can witness through loving practice. But as verse 14 says, how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? So sharing the gospel starts with being sent and it happens through words. And at this point, the responsibility of the believer is actually over. As we see from the Romans passage, the final steps to a person getting saved are down to the hearer and the Holy Spirit. They hear, they believe, they call on the Lord and the Lord saves them. And so these verses should act as a great big pressure release because what they remind us is that it is not within our responsibility or power to save anyone. All we can be is obedient to the call and faithful in our testimony to Jesus Christ. It is the Holy Spirit who brings revelation, the Holy Spirit who convicts, the Holy Spirit who gives people a new heart. So if that's what sharing the gospel is, finally, then how can we grow in it? Well, the most important way to grow is this. Grasp the grace of God before you grasp the commission of God. Let me explain what I mean by this. In Ephesians chapter 2, 10, Paul writes this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. In other words, saved in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So this is talking about our commission, our call to walk in the good works that God has saved us for. The primary good work being to bear witness to him. But what comes before this in Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 is this. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. The point is the commission flows out of the grace that God has shown to us. And we will be most motivated, most empowered to share the gospel when we fully grasp 
and are fully walking in the wonder of the grace of God in our own lives. Then we'll be like Peter and John in Acts chapter 4 verse 20, who say of Jesus that they cannot but speak about what they have seen and heard. May this be our testimony as well. So here are some questions to think about. Number one, how important a priority is sharing the gospel with people in your life? Number two, what does it mean to you that you are an ambassador for Christ, God making his appeal through you? Number three, what holds you back from sharing the gospel? And number four, here's some practical application. Identify one person you're going to pray for and be intentional in sharing the gospel with. Prepare a 30 second to one minute gospel presentation or testimony and practice it in your discipleship group so that when that opportunity arises, you're confident in what you're going to say. That's all we've got time for now. I hope this has been helpful. I'll see you next time.